Welcome back to the White Noise Podcast. I'm Ethan, joined by Gunpowder Gavin. Yeehaw! Howdy. And that's it. It's just us. And me behind the glass as well. Yes, Gavin is behind the glass for the first time, controlling the controls. So if it's a little wonky or a little crazy. Or just amazing. Or if he says exquisite way too many times, you know who's 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 behind that. I don't think we'll have to worry about that problem, to be honest. And we're, what, episode 47 now? This is the first time ever? First time ever you're behind, that I'm the, behind the panel. I'm yeah. behind the panel. We just found out 10 minutes ago it's just going to be the two of us. And I was like, oh, this is the first time it's just the two of us. Forgetting all about last week's phone call. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a studio episode. This is the this is the first time it's the two of us in studio. Let's go, and that's I think that's pretty that's pretty cool. It's kind of crazy to think when we were thinking about the White Noise podcast and planning it all. This is what it was going to be. It was going to be me and Gavin, and then Jacob jokingly said, "Oh, I can do the soundboard." Jokingly, mind you, he said it jokingly. And then you know we actually like, okay, well let's build it around it, and then asked if he would actually be down, and he was down in. Here we are. Here we are. 47 episodes later. Joke <laughs> is still going. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been great. It's been a, it's been a crazy week, crazy month. It's been a crazy year. It has year. been. It's been a crazy it's been a crazy everything. It's been a crazy life. Ever since like what, 2001? 2001. <laughs> that's, that's as far back as I can remember at least. Um, yeah, haven't been getting much sleep. That's what Same. That's rough. I, you gotta love that, not getting sleep at all during the night. Hate it. You wake up tired and you're like, I'm gonna go to sleep early tonight. And then early tonight comes and you're like, mm, I'll go to sleep soon. And then four in the morning rolls around. Because it's your free time, you know? You had a really long day. And then by the time you're like, oh, I have free time, it's 9 p.m. And you're like, I don't wanna go to bed now. Nope. I wanna use my free time on my phone and in then bed. You, you just get that six burst hours. of energy. And then you're <laughs> super tired in the morning. And then it's a night, we're like, what? Year, like, year six of that now? Some point that's gonna end. Some point. One can hope. I'm tired, boss. I'm tired, boss. <laughs> and with that being said, let's throw down. And we're back. And we went somewhere. Gavin gets it now because he's behind the, the control panel, so he knows that we went somewhere. He well, gets it. I mean, I still was here. <laughs> I don't know where you went, but <laughs> I never leave. Uh, Always here. Always left behind. Let's get into the, I think, the first and only thing I have on the docket today. The Darnell docket today. The didact. Um, the parchment. The, the initial Black Panther reviews. Oh, yeah, the Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever, though. Oh, also, sorry to interrupt. Last week I said that they chose, the, like, a weird name to go for Namor with Kukul Khan because I thought it wasn't, like, water-related. Yeah, Turns cut, out we, it is water-related. Oh, uh, must have been something I thought then. Never mind. My bad. Anyway, good name pick. And it turns out, like, I heard, I did hear a lot of people talking about, oh, it's so crazy that he's, like, now, like, mine and Aztec-related. I heard that the reason they did that was because Universal still owns the rights to Namor. So they had to change him just enough to where they wouldn't get sued. So still a cool choice because I like Aztecs and Mayans and stuff like that. Anyway, whatever you were saying, Ethan, go ahead. Um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> the reviews? The reviews, right. Yes, so the reviews. <laughs> we'll start with uh, old, not reliable... Rotten Tomatoes, right? We get some gems in there. 
Shout out, Brett. <laughs> Shout out. That's a good one. That's a good one, Gavin. All right, real quick. Rotten Tomatoes has a initial critics score of 86%, which is actually a drop like lower than last night. It was 94 last night. Really? Yeah. That's lower than I would have expected it to be. Um, so it's at 86% with 167 reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's they have a little critics consensus. Said a tribute that satisfyingly moves the franchise forward. Black Panther Forever marks an ambitious and emotionally rewarding triumphant for the MCU. Okay. That's interesting. And then there's no audience score, is there? Um, no, there is not, but there are people leaving reviews. They just don't verify them because they don't know if they've seen them. They're not verified reviews. Okay. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of five stars and a lot of one stars, and that's it. There's no in-between. Oof, I hate this. I hate when it's like that. It's it's like that well, for every new movie that comes and, out. And lately, it's just you have to form your own opinion on it. Yep, you just got to go watch it yourself. So that's on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see what other review sites have to say. Um, Ooh, I heard. So I heard I'm just going to read headlines. Got it. If anything comes out, sticks out to you, then I can click on the article. Uh, this one says, Black... <laughs> Indeed. This one says, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, review, an overtaxed sequel. Overtaxed? This one says, uh, a furious, slow burn sequel. I'm going to take it. These are the one-star reviews? I don't know what these are. Okay. uh, These don't seem very lethal. Black Panther. Uh, Here we go. There we go. So, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Okay, grief shadows superhero sequel, a messy but valiant effort. Um, Black Panther two, Marvel's Wakanda Forever confronts loss. Indeed, Uh, Ryan Coogler's rousing sequel doubles as a soulful Chadwick Boseman tribute. I did hear that a lot of people that did see the movie. That was, like, one thing they all agreed on is that it was very sad in the way they paid tribute to Black Panther 2 is the most important Marvel movies, or the most important movie Marvel's made. Like, Uh, like recently? That's the headline. Entirely. That's the headline. That's clickbait. It's from Screen Rant. Okay, well. Oh, and it's from Feige. That's the full headline. Black Panther 2 is most important movie Marvel's made, says Feige. I mean, I guess it depends on the way you look at it. Um, superhero film continues to dazzle without Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace, buddy. I don't know. I just... I like the first Black Panther. I haven't seen the second one. I can't say I'm super excited for Namor just because I never really liked him in the comics. Mm-hmm. Although, now that I know that he's a lot more Aztec Mayan culture yeah. centered, I, I actually think it's a little bit more interesting now mm-hmm. just because I... For some reason, I'm such a huge sucker for that stuff. But isn't that what they kind of did with Aquaman? They made him more like, more like what? Hawaiian? Hawaiian? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, they, I think that's him, just they made the him actor. like a surfer dude. Did they? Yeah, Jason Momoa. Well, Jason I mean, Momoa. Jason Momoa is just 
He, that's just I think that's just Jason. <laughs> that's Momoa. who he plays though. He plays Jason Momoa yeah, so as Aquaman. <laughs> I think that was just Jason Momoa. I don't think that was Aquaman. Uh, I know they didn't go like yeah, that's not like super in depth with it, but just the the change to make it wisest guy always in the water type thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Um, I don't know. I saw some of the soldiers that Namor controls or commands, I should say. Do we get to see much of that? I feel like I just saw him jump out of the water. So I'm kind of hoping they look cool. Because one thing I did like about Aquaman is the soldiers from Aquaman at least looked cool. So as long as they as they look cool? They got to look cool. They got to have some drip. And then, I don't know. I want them to be, I mean, from what we've seen, they're menacing. Like we see them whoop some ass, but I want to see them drip. Especially if they're coming from the ocean, either drip or drown in there. But I guess we will have to wait and see when it comes to that movie, as it's not out yet at the current time of this episode being recorded. Although I will say, like I said before, I am very excited to see it. Um, I don't know when I'll go see it because super busy and such. So maybe we'll have to make a movie of the week at some point in the future. Maybe. Maybe so. That's uh, that's all we have down for the happenings in the pop culture news. Can you think of anything else? We already talked about The Witcher last week, right? Yep. Okay. But Henry Cavill's back as, super, as Superman, so that's all that matters. Spoiler. <laughs> I think everyone knows about it now. True, true. Um, and with that being said, let's get into the movie review. The movie review. It's the, the purple one. The movie review. The movie review. So this week's movie was The Green Mile. Now, here's what I knew about The Green... I thought I knew what The Green Mile was about going into it. This is what I knew about The Green Mile. It was about a death row prisoner. I I, I wasn't even sure if he was innocent or not going into the movie. And his relationship with the guard. Mm -hmm. I knew it took place at some point in the night or in the 20th century in the 1900s that's all i knew so at the this is spoilers by the way at the spoilers just in case at the hour mark when michael clark duncan grabs tom hanks by the crotch and heals his bladder infection and sparks go off from the lights and everything this is the first time i see anything magical i was like maybe i don't know what this movie is about (laughs) <laughs> well, I thought it was hinted at that point that he was kind of supernatural. Something, but yeah, I, I had no idea. So let me read <laughs> Let me read uh, the synopsis real quick. Uh, Paul Edgecombe, played by Tom Hanks, walked the mile with a variety of cons. The mile referring to the death row. Um, I think that was just a, block. like a slang they yep. called for it. He had never encountered someone like John Coffey, played by Michael Clark Duncan, a massive black man convicted of brutally killing a pair of young sisters. Coffey had the size and strength to kill anyone, but not the demeanor. Beyond his simple, naive nature and a deathly fear of the dark, Coffey seemed to possess a prodigious supernatural gift. Paul began to question whether Coffey was truly guilty of murdering the two girls. So, uh, yeah, quite the spite. That's you know really quick way to summarize a three-hour movie. Yep, it's a three-hour movie. And when we picked it, we didn't know it was three hours and nine minutes. Nope. Um, yeah, I was say, you texted me, what was it, two days ago? Texted you on Monday, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, hey, check the movie real quick. And I'm like, what? And I looked, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was really, really upset about that one. But 
I did not care when it came to this so movie. So that, that's a thing too. With any movie this length, no matter how good, you you notice how how long the runtime is. Oh yeah. And with this one, I think it's the only exception that I can think of where, while watching it, the time flew by. Yep. I was like, oh wow, that happened really fast. I did check my phone a few times just because I was cooking food at the same time, so I had to keep like gauging how much time had passed. <laughs> but had it not been for that, probably wouldn't have checked my phone at all just because I was that engaged and captured into this film. It was a really well done film. I liked the score. Mm-hmm. The score it had, it did such a great job of being somewhat cheerful. But then also being super sorrowful and all that, and it was just, ugh. Damn, this, I hate, why do we keep watching sad movies? This is, I think this is the first sad movie we've, we've watched. So. <laughs> what do you mean? Notebook was last week. <laughs> this shit sucks, dude. Don't bring up the notebook. Um, all right, so right here, who did the score? Because it did sound familiar to me. This is the cast. So the score was done by, oh, something else too. I didn't know it was based off a Stephen King novel. Oh, yeah. That, you didn't know that, that threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, oh. whoa, what? Yeah, Stephen, what, that should have immediately, if you didn't know Get, the ending, yeah, that should have should have given away. Given like, away. Damn, <laughs> be sad. Oh, Stephen King. You didn't, did he ever write any you know happy novels? Happily ever after endings? I don't think he ever did. Damn it, dude. Unfortunately. Um, Such good stuff, too. All of his other movies, like It and Christine, Carrie, they're all good, but it's just, why the, why do they gotta be, why, why you gotta be so mean? What happens? I want to know what happened to Stephen King. This man's a grotesque. Everyone's got to die at the end of his fucking stories. Everyone. Or nearly everyone. And damn it if it's not one of the best movies you ever watched at the same time. Or books you've ever read. So Thomas Newman did the score for The Green Mile. Um, let me read you some of the other stuff he's been the, com- the composer for. You ready? Mm-hmm. He was an orchestrator, uncredited, for Star Wars Return of the Jedi. That is pretty notable. Uh, He was the conductor for the Shawshank Redemption, which I know I wanted to watch as well. Also pretty notable. American Beauty. Oh. Music producer. Super notable. Monsters, Inc. Composer. Ice Age musician. He did the keyboards for Ice Age. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Cinderella Man. I don't know if you've seen that. He was the conductor in that. I don't think I have. Um, Wally, conductor in that. Brothers, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and oh, exquisite. There we go. Let's say this, <laughs> he's got a great portfolio. Uh, and then he's been doing TV the past ten years. He did the. He's a conductor for Skyfall and Spectre, double seven movies. Lots of Oscar-winning movies that he did movies or did music for. Saving Mr. Banks. That's another Tom Hanks movie. But yeah, I mean. I thought it was great. The actual movie itself. Let's get into the story. Let's okay. Um, obviously, during the time period, racial tensions were high, and I think they did a really good job of encapturing that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with Duncan, it, you just—he's such a—he's such a big teddy bear, dude. Mm-hmm. Every time he was crying or had a frown on his face, I genuinely wanted to reach through that screen and give him a <laughs> hug, dude. Every single time it happened. I couldn't help but just be like, oh, it's okay, buddy. Don't cry. It's like, I got you. I got you. And he just did such a good job. I almost think it's criminal he didn't win the Oscar. What was the... I want to say... What was uh, the whole Academy Award lineup for that? And then while you're looking that up, I want to note 
that I love Sam Rockwell as an actor. I think he's extremely underrated as an actor. I've seen him in a handful of things, but I think this is one of his best performances, not knocking any of his other performances. I just, this seems so much different and so much, I don't want to use the word effort, but he really shined and gave it his all in this movie. Oh, yeah. They all did, dude. Oh, they all knocked it out of the park. So, for nominations for The Green Mile, you have the uh, peop- or you have the best actor in a supporting role, which was Michael Clark Duncan. Um, you have uh, the actual award for writing the best adapted screenplay. And then you also have the best sound mixing Academy Award. And then I believe that was it. I think it was only nominated for three. Oh, and then you got the Academy Award for Best Picture, you know? That's something to laugh about, I guess. What did it win? Anything? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think it did win. It won the screenplay, I believe. Best Adapted Screenplay? Yes. Oh, dude, I'm looking at all the movies it was going up against, and it's just, it's a, amazing that it was even nominated against these movies. I mean, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut? Oh, my gosh. No, I'm just kidding. But you have Toy Story 2, which I guess not a lot of people like that much, but American Beauty, The Insider, Tarzan. Shit, you even have Star Wars The Phantom Menace in here. Matrix. Um, even The Mummy. Yeah, it looks like The Matrix won a shit ton of stuff. With American Beauty winning some of the others. I don't think it won a single Oscar aside from... It was nominated for Best Picture, Lost to American Beauty. Um, it didn't win any of the soundtracks, ex- except for being nominated for sound mixing. Yeah. I, um, I enjoyed the, the contrast between, like, from a storytelling element, between kind of, like, Percy's character and then the, the inmates, the men on death row, minus Wild Bill. Um, oh, yes. These were all four nominations, by the way. None of them won. None of them won. None of them won. You had Criminal. sound, actor for supporting role, writing, and then best picture. But they lost to the likes of American Beauty and The Matrix. So, tough year. Tough year. Tough year. So it's Yikes. a competitive spread. Yep. Um, but, but God damn it, if I don't believe it, should have won at least <laughs> one. Michael Clark Duncan should have at least one got. Should have got one. Great. I'm tired, boss. Dude, boss. such an amazing job. Ah, yeah. Well, real quick, I had no idea what to expect, and then he grabs Tom Hanks' crotch, heals him, and then, like, spits out these bees, and I was like, what the heck? Uh, so, yeah, that threw me for a loop. But, anyways, I really liked the contrast between the inmates and then Percy. Oof, I fucking hated that, Percy dude. was, it, it was the contrast of, you know, good and evil and, like, true evil. Like, Percy wanted to see an execution. He wanted to treat those uh inmates like like garbage mm-hmm. you know he he's sabotaging like, oh, you, you guys are gonna die and like i'm gonna make sure you know you're gonna die yep. and then sabotaging um del oh, del del's uh execution and edward wait it's del I his name is edward it was a long french name but oh. the, the first syllable in his last name was del he was del rio delacour that's what it was um so that was just the evil in that. And then after the whole Dell's execution and how he, even Percy's shaken up by it and mm-hmm. kind of hits a breaking point and they all 
give him crap for it. And like, you're out of here. Mr. Jingles. Mr. Jingles. <laughs> yeah, I really like the theme of kind of, I, I always figured, I figured it was more about like finding humanity, mm-hmm. like what's really right, what's wrong type of thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think it's led to believe that it's this is an act of God type mm-hmm. of thing. But, I mean, at the same time, it kind of leaves it ambiguous. Yeah. And it's, it their, just, it's their interpretation of it, their yeah. perspective of it. Yeah, and it was just, it all came down to, all right, well, what's right and what's wrong? You have Percy obviously being what's mm-hmm. wrong, Tom Hanks being what's right. It's it's the, it's the a simple story of good and evil, mm-hmm. you know, and they tell it in such a unique way. Oh, yeah. Um, I got the feeling of, like, a play like this could be done in a play format mm-hmm. kind of like the one setting most of the time like 90% of the movie it takes place on the mile yeah um and just all the characters and their interactions i uh loved everyone's performance you know Sam Rockwell Tom Hanks Michael Clark Duncan um David Morse who played uh Rudel Brutus uh, James Cromwell played the warden, mm-hmm. who you might recognize him from Spider-Man 3, and... I don't think I do. And, you don't? <laughs> nope. He, he's uh, Gwen Stacy's dad. Oh. And he's the warden in The Longest Yard, so he's a warden twice. A lot of cop movies. Uh, he's a, <laughs> I know, he's a cop. Say, a, lot of cop a lot of cop. Um, uh, the, uh, the performance I really liked was by the actor Barry Pepper, who played Dean. He was a... Uh, the younger guy, yeah, the one who, gets... who who stayed behind when they went to the warden's house, mm-hmm. the one that cried, and the one that the cried the most, and that's kind of, that kind of hurt me a little Man. bit. But I don't know. Like this movie is so well done. It's three hours and nine minutes, mm-hmm. and I'll probably watch it again. Oh yeah, this... I've only seen Endgame once. I don't, care to, I don't care to watch it exactly. like the last hour again. Exactly. Maybe the first like 20 minutes. Um, But beautifully done. You already mentioned this, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, super good. I just, I think if you have a movie, especially a three-hour movie, that makes everybody want to watch it over and over and over again. Such a, and it's like, I mean, I guess you could make the argument for Endgame if you're just that superhero crazy. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. You make that argument just, for Infinity War. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, for a movie like this, where it's just the human element. Yeah. Real, I hate to sound like a film student, but my gosh, really artsy there. Really great job. They knew what they were doing, and damn, did they do it well. They they uh, balanced everything, too. You know, it, it had its dramatic moments. It had its sad moments. It had its funny moments. Yeah, I was say, there was a few funny moments. Just the, the way they interacted with each other, like Tom Hanks' character with his co-workers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when Wild Bill show, first shows up. When Wild Bill first shows up and he's all, they think he's drugged. And like Sam Rockwell, like, yeah, his character was awful, but he was the the comedic relief in that tense, mm-hmm. dramatic situ- situation. Where he's like, I'll be good, I swear, I swear. And then, oh, and then drags him into the Finding the out that he was the one yeah. that did the, oh, wow, I... I had seen bits and pieces of this movie, but mm-hmm. I did not know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that one. And just the scenes where he was talking to them. Oof! You didn't even have to really show anything mm-hmm. for me to feel that disturbed and uncomfortable. And I think being able to do that 
again, just I, can't, well, I hate to keep saying it, but it's like they did it's, such a good job. Dude. It's the what they did show, the little bit to kind of like, okay, this is what happened. But what really sold it was Michael Clark Duncan and Tom Hanks's reaction to yeah. what they were seeing. Um, and then, and, it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say it makes me wonder when he spits those bees into uh, Percy's mouth. Mm-hmm. Was like he controlling Percy to kill Bill, or was it just like something Bill wanted to do on his own accord? Because I mean, those those bees like fucked him up. Yeah. Like so I don't it's know. like what happened there? Like I like to believe that that was probably uh what it was the tumor that he took mm-hmm. out of Melinda. Yeah. So I was like, did he put the tumor in him? And that's what just I don't caused know. him to go crazy. I, I think uh, John Coffey's abilities in this movie are left kind of open-ended. Like, you don't know exactly what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what something about Percy is the whole movie, they're like, oh, like go work at the mental hospital. Go work at the mental hospital. Go there. Go there. And he, and he ends up there. He ends you know? up there. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's well-done movie. Beautifully done. I just hate that they couldn't explain that John Coffey was innocent. So you have yeah. the parents, you know, saying like, I hope it hurts and stuff. And I'm like, and that's, that's what they, they, they do that to get an emotional reaction from you. It's like, as Tom Hanks, how do you not turn around and just be like, this isn't Tom, the right guy. Tom Hanks shaking his hand. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, they didn't do anything of like the audience reacting to that, but I'm glad they didn't either because it was a one, it was Tom Hanks and, or Paul and, John Coffey. You know, yeah. it was their moment. And beautiful movie. Yep. And it's, I'm going to watch it again. Hopefully. It made soon. me want, it made me look at my dog because my dog's getting old. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, especially you also, Mr. Jingles you also the talked old. about that too. You talked about um, your fear of getting old. Dude. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be one of my biggest fears is getting old. I don't want to do that. So watching this movie just reminded me, same thing with The Notebook, you know, when it opens up with an old person talking. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, they're in a home and they're just mentally not there. They're getting hard to walk. And it's like, I don't want to do that, dude. It's like, I really don't. Like, I don't want to try to sound edgy or anything like that, but I don't want to live to see myself get even close to that. But I guess maybe that's not up to me. So. Oh, it's up to you, but depending on what happens. Depending on what happens. I don't know. Um, that's that's definitely a fear of mine, though. I hope medically... It's, it's sad. It's just the, watching the, the notebook and this movie back-to-back and seeing that. Seeing your brain just self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Like, And the worst part about all of that is you don't even know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So it's just everybody else is impacted. Everybody but you is impacted at that point. Because to you, you have no idea what's going on. God, that's so fucking horrible, dude. I can't see why anybody would want to go through that. But I'm, we've ha- I feel like we've had very depressing two weeks here now. So, yeah. Ethan, what would you give this movie? This movie, I'm going to give a 94%. That's close to mine. Uh, 95 for me. This movie was... Yeah. I don't even... I can't... I don't want to give it 100 because I don't think any movie is strictly 100. Yeah. But I can't think of anything that I would have done better that would have made this movie mm. any more... Nope, I can't even say. Oh, if it was shortened down, like no, like they <laughs> literally couldn't have made this movie any shorter with it without it losing okay. of its impact. Us giving it a ninety-five and a ninety-four means there's that five and six percent that's that we have to critique. So one thing you didn't like about the movie, 
and I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll open up because I don't want you to steal it. Okay. It is a, and I don't know how the book is because it's based off a book, but I find it's, or I've noticed it's a trend and a common trope, especially with this era of movies, of opening up with whoever the movie's about when they're old. We saw it in The Notebook. We saw it in this. We see it in Saving Private Ryan. Another Tom Hanks movie? Another Tom Hanks movie. Um, and uh, those movies came out within like five years of each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it, it kind of takes you out of of the actual story. Yes, the person op- the movie opens up on is the narrator and telling the story, and it kind of breaks up. Like I think that's that's my part of it. Like I'm really invested in in a Paul and John Coffey, and then you cut away and go back to like Paul when he's older telling the story or something. Um, I think it did that maybe once or twice in the Green Mile. In the Green Mile, but in Notebook they cut away to, oh, yeah, to them a lot. I could see that Notebook, but in Green Mile, I just be like, I just because it, they didn't yeah. do it as much. Um, I couldn't have, but a that would be that. my my critique of it. And I know that's just a creative choice, so it's not like it makes the movie awful, which is why I still give it a ninety four percent. Um, but definitely, probably one of my favorite movies. It'll definitely, I'll I'll add it to the list. The current list I'm making of my top 100 favorite movies. It'll probably be in the top 11. Top 11. I I have to agree with that one. To be honest, <laughs> like I when you I maybe next week I'll be able to think of like oh yeah. what did I not like about the Green Mile? Like as of right now, even though I literally just finished the movie like an hour ago, <laughs> I can't think of anything that I didn't like. Aside from like I didn't like Percy. But I mean like, we were, were supposed yeah. to not like mm-hmm. him. He had a great performance, like <sighs> the, only the way I, he talked and everything and I just feel like bitch. I just feel like maybe his punishment was a little too little too harsh. I know that sounds crazy to say to Percy, but like messing him up <laughs> mentally and sticking him in a mental hospital for the rest of his life, that's honestly a fate worse than death. I I would have rather been Dell in that situation than to just be like, well, you're going to be drugged out for the next what 30 years. What he did and... to Dell was awful. Though. It was horrible. Yes. He w- I'm not saying he was, a, yeah. I'm not saying he should have got off easy, but like, I just feel like that yeah. was too harsh. I was like, okay, Dell was going to die anyway. Okay. I can see that it's being like, a critique though. That being a way too harsh of a punishment. Yeah. Like if maybe if it was like Dell wasn't supposed to die and this was the dude, they were just like when they were rehearsing and he specifically killed that guy. That's like straight. Then it's like okay, okay, whatever. But like Dell was gonna die regardless. I mean, minus negative brownie points for killing him that way. Yes, but you know it's not like he straight up murdered the guy. Mm -hmm. Even though he did murder, uh, Wild Bill. Bill, But I mean, again, Bill was gonna be killed anyway. And Bill, I don't know what Dell did. Obviously, we know he should have, you know, quote unquote, should have deserved it. But Bill, we know for a fact deserved (laughs) it. So I didn't feel any sympathy for Bill. But it's just for Percy. I was like, yeah, I was like, ooh, he he needs some help. Don't get me wrong. He does need some help. But I think mentally destroying him and then just sticking him in a place where he'll just, like I said, be drugged out. And he was probably like, what, 30? So for the next, like, 40 so years. I think he's younger than 30, but yeah. yeah. So, like, so the next 40 to 50 years, he's just going to be drugged <laughs> out in a mental asylum? Like, good God, dude. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather be Dell, as much as I hate to say that. I'd rather be the dude that just went out Quite literally in a ball of fucking glory, but yeah, that's me. 
Um, Personally, I can't think of anything I hated about the movie aside from just Percy got it a little too hard. I think that's that's a fair critique. Um, but then again, it's a story element. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate damn the the actor was thirty nine when he played Percy. How old was Percy? Did they say? I don't know. I, I well, because they said Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks says he was forty four. Yeah, I think when he died. I don't Let's know. see. Let's see if it gives us an age. Uh, according to the novel, he was supposed to be 21, but the actor was 39. Damn. So that's um, even worse. <laughs> Ugh. Poor Percy uh, at that point. How old was Tom Hanks? So he was our age. He was our age. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Jesus. Hanks was uh was 43. 43. In that in as an actor, like as a real person, but playing a 44 year old, so he was right there. His character was 44 when he was actually 33. Oh. You're looking at me like you're confused. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. I'm okay. kind of dumb. You said too many um, numbers right there. But, yeah. Good movie. I enjoyed it. I liked it. And, and uh, uh, what are we watching? Uh, what are we watching next week, Ethan? Oh. oh, Don't steal my quote again. Sorry. Sorry. All right, well, we love this guy too much. We brought him back. Uh, Hollywood doesn't. <laughs> they don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. We no, he gets that. the short he end gets, of the stick in every goddamn His movie. His characters are always sad. Uh, Ryan Gosling movie. Can you guess the movie? Did you guess it? Probably not. Tell me your favorite Ryan Gosling movie. If I said, like that, if too. Said, if you said Blade Runner, you're incorrect. <laughs> Joe. Joe. <laughs> I like the nice guys. Haven't seen him. Sure. I liked Drive. I liked Drive. I liked The Notebook. I did like The Notebook. I'm going to like Barbie. I'm going to love Barbie. I know, no I know for a fact yeah. when Barbie comes out, I'm going <laughs> to like it. Uh, anyways, let's, we'll stop uh, teasing you. We're going to watch La La Land. There we go. Emma Stone. Woo. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling in La La Land, the 2016. Is it a musical? I think it's a musical. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I think, I want to say it's. Musical romance yeah, is what it's under it the is. category. Sebastian and Mia, played by Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, are drawn together by their common desire to do what they love. But as success mounts, they are faced with decisions that begin to fray the fragile fabric of their love affair. And the dreams they work so hard to maintain in each other threaten to rip them apart. Beautiful. Absolutely. Exquisite. Absolutely exquisite. I hate that I like pressing that button. It's funny how... um, Funny? I I just Google La La Land. Mm-hmm. And then you know how in, on Google it says people ask or people also ask, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what people are asking. Why is La La Land so famous? Why is La La Land, uh, why La La Land is a masterpiece? Question mark. What is the meaning behind La La Land? Why La La Land end the way it did? Is La La Land sad? Don't look why at Why La La else. Land is one of the best movies? Well, Brett, is it one of the best movies? Is it, Brett? Is it? Shout out, Brett. It's Brett's... Uh, one of Brett's favorite movies. So J.K. Simmons is in it. Yes. <laughs> you should have told me sooner. Uh, but Ryan Gosling's in it, so we're good with that. Driver. Driver. <laughs> All right, be sure to watch uh, La La Land next week, and we will review it here on the show live. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Live. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Oh. Ryan Gos. Ryan Gosling. On Gos. Uh, when this episode comes out, it'll be... The day before Ryan Gosling's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> well, how old is he turning? 42. Damn. 
So he was young as shit when he was in those movies. Still is young as shit. Well, I mean, yeah. He's not 20 years old anymore, <laughs> but yeah, not old. He hasn't peaked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there an issue here? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Exquisite. Oh, yeah, he's with uh, uh, Eva Mendez. You know that actress? Huh? I've heard that Eva name. Mendes. She's in Hitch. She's Will yep. Smith's romantic interest in Hitch. She's uh, in The Other Guys with Will Ferrell. She plays husband. The other Ryan Gosling movie? She's in Training Day, Denzel Washington's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Wow, she's in a lot of damn movies. Yeah, they've been together since 2011. Good for you. You know what? Oh, exquisite. Good for you, too. I hope you guys have a great birthday celebration for Ryan, for Mr. Gosling. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Gosling was also in Remember the Titans. Never saw it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, La La Land for next week. Ethan, mm. feel that? What do I feel? It's feeling, like, grainy. Oh, yeah. yeah All right, let's great. get into the static. Welcome to the static. Sorry. I was looking at all the... I had a cool uh, segment into that, but you kind of just ruined it, so it's whatever. I'm sorry. Oh, he was in the notebook. Um, Oh, yeah, he he was. I think we've seen... I think La La Land will be, like, the last of his popular movies. I heard The Nice Guys was popular. Well, I've already seen The Nice Guys. Oh. Well, I haven't. Okay. I guess Crazy Stupid Love. And The Big Short. I haven't heard of that. Have you seen The Big Short? Nope. So with Christian Maybe Bale. we'll watch it the next next week. That's actually, it looks like it's a good movie. I heard about it. It has Christian Bale, Steve Carell. Oh, God. Brad Pitt and Ryan Gosling. Oh, my God. Marissa Tomei. What a... Sport. Margot Robbie's in that one, too? What a cast. Barbie, too? You know what? That's going to be the week after. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. I want to see him in Barack Obama, though, in the what? movie. The what? Ryan Gosling's playing Barack Obama in that movie. Huh? Just kidding. Oh. I'd be like, <laughs> All right. Um... Cool. What are we doing? Oh, it's static. Static. We have Gavin's fear. I have a lot of fears. I just said I was fear of getting old. Unless we're talking about... Yeah, wait. What the hell did you write (laughs) down there? What is Gavin's fear? Care to enlighten me about that? Your stage fright in public bathrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is... So I... Every every week, I never give Gavin a script. Um, But since Jacob's not here, I was like, you know what, Gavin? You can have the script. So he's seeing just how I write these scripts where... I don't... Gavin's (laughs) poo? All right, so first of all, let's preface this by saying stage fright. So it's happened to me a few times where it's like everybody is in the bathroom, right? Like especially at sporting events. We're really really talking about the bathroom right now. So it's like everybody is – all the urinals are taken. There's like a line, right? All the urinals are taken. We're super close together. And, you know, it's like I pull it out and I'm just like I can't go. It's like all of a sudden I can't go. I don't have to go anymore. (laughs) And I'm like trying. It's like Tom Hanks and fucking Green Mile. I was like, come on. Come on. And I'm like, I just can't. Like, it just uh-huh. like, it just looks back and he goes, no, we're not going to today. And yeah. then I, I, get, I, I get stage fright because then I'm like, fuck, dude, the person behind me is waiting. So it's like, I've had one time where I legit made noise. I was like, <laughs> you're, you're lying. Yep. And then, uh, no, I'm not lying. But <laughs> I actually yep. did, I, I did that like nonchalantly and then like flushed the toilet. You know, you got to... <laughs> Not suitable for young audiences here, but you know you gotta do a little the wiggle to make sure to to make sure the audience is sold that I did indeed use the bathroom. Gavin, do you and ever pay attention to the people next to you in the urinals? 
No. Okay. So what makes you think they pay attention to you? I don't know. I'm a, par- <laughs> I'm a paranoid person. Either. I know. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, right after I get out of the bathroom, damn, I really got to take a piss now. <laughs> but I can't go back in there because they're going to be like, dude, didn't this, sh- didn't this guy just go? So it's like, well, kidney stones. Kidney stones. Urinary tract infection. I am. Tom Hanks is me. I'm him. <laughs> I'm him. Like, literally, I'm him. But anyway, that's my uh, that's my stage fright. I want to know. Oh. I wanted to ask: Does anybody well, like, else feel that way? Do if you have to go number two, can you just go anywhere? Like public bathrooms, or honestly, depends on how I'm feeling. There <laughs> really? have been times where I'm like, nope, I gotta hold it, and then there are times where I'm like, I don't care. Mm. It depends that's entirely on my. my uh, What's the severity here? For what? Like how how much do I need to go? Is this like? I, I can't I hold know, it. I, I don't really have much of a reference because like on a one to five for the last like I would say ten years, maybe even longer, my body just doesn't need to go poop unless I'm at home or That's at good. work now, I guess. You're a lucky guy. Um even at someone else's house now I don't need to go. Even <laughs> it does uh it does suck. On short vacations, because like if I'm gone for three days, it's like my body just can't go. And then yeah. that third day is kind of brutal until I get home. You know, man, it's just. And then open when season. we when we moved into the dorms, it took me like two weeks to adjust. Really? Because that was a it was a public bathroom, right? So I was drinking a lot of coffee, so <laughs> it didn't take me long, like a day, maybe two. No, it took me a long time to adjust to that. But I think living there and living in the dorms, kind of, well, I can go. If I have to, I can go wherever I want. Not wherever I want, but, you know. In in the public restroom. In the public restroom. In the place I am meant to be. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't understand your stage right, though. That's weird. Does anybody else? Actually, see, I wish Jacob or Paul were here. They could <laughs> piggyback off of it. Let's call Paul. Ready? Call him. Nope. Just uh, but, Shout yeah, I, it, that is something I've been wanting to say for, like, three months now. But I always forget about it. Until I use the bathroom in a public area, like at school or something. And I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to say that on the podcast. Do you get that a lot then? Stage fright? No, it's or not. It's, it's when it's like packed. Yeah. But if it's like, there's like one or two other people in there, nah, it's not that bad. Okay. But if it's like packed, it's like, I really, I, like it's got to be coming out <laughs> the moment I get to that, that urinal or something in order for it to go. Otherwise, I, it's not going to happen. You could try to force it all you want, but it's just, it's not going to happen. Okay. So yeah, that's. That's me. Uh, please, somebody agree with me. Yeah, leave your comments down below if you agree with Gavin or if you think he's weird. You don't got to say that part. But... Okay. <sighs> leave your comments right now. Oh, and then on my way over to the podcast, I have my windows rolled down because it's colder outside. I don't have the air conditioning nice. on. Yep. And um, there's this group of people looking at me as I'm like turning, like turning one of the streets because I'm in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what the? fuck are they looking at they're just staring at me right and i like kind of give them a glare back and they're just kind of like have their held head to held let me try that again they're uh, <laughs> head tilted at me like i'm like i'm weird and i'm like okay what the hell and then i look back at my radio and i have all my songs shuffling right i didn't realize i was a minute and a half into baby shark playing loud as fuck <laughs> And they, they, so from their perspective, they just saw this dude in his car at like 9 p.m. Window rolled down, looking like gruffy as hell at somebody. And all you could hear was baby shark. 
So that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then after that, I rolled my window back up. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're just dogging them. Like, what are you looking at? Yeah. I was like, what? That's funny that you have that song downloaded. That's the part of the story. <laughs> well, when I had my when I would babysit my niece and nephew, that was they liked that song. Um, when my niece was really little and she would cry all the time, a song that would calm her down is the Office theme song. She'd stop crying when she heard that. The Office theme song, the Imperial March, or a huh? A Mo- yeah. What? So the Office theme song, the Imperial March, or a Moana song. The was, Imperial the, March. Yep. That's scary. Darth Vader. That is scary. She had a. Like a stuffed rabbit that when you press the, the foot, um, it would play the Imperial March. I think I think Paul gave that to her when she was like two. Shout out Paul. Shout out Paul. <laughs> um <laughs> The Imperial March. Again, that's that's a little scary. I think it's cool. You don't think it's cool? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a dope song. You're disrespecting John Williams right now? No, it's a good song, but the meaning behind it isn't really meant to be calming. <laughs> In fact, it's supposed to be the other way around. Well, she likes it, and she's also kind of a lunatic, so maybe. She can resonate with that song. Yeah. She, you play that song, she's like, oh, me. <laughs> literally me. <laughs> she looks at Darth Vader and goes, that's me. It's I'm Jacob's him. daughter. Jacob's not even here. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into this uh, this next section here. I really wish we had a third person to kind of be the tiebreaker. But, you know, let's let's just uh, let's get into it. So, Gavin, go ahead and propose your question and your All right. response. Okay. So looking at this here, I've been thinking about this question for a while. Ethan, do you think that humans as a species are apex predators? Or as I guess as some people would even refer to us as the apex predator. In case nobody knows, an apex predator is simply just an animal or a species that has no natural-born, like, uh, predators. So, for instance, I think a hyena is an apex predator because nothing naturally just hunts a hyena. Will a lion kill a hyena and eat it? I mean, sure, if the hyena fucks with it, but, like, it's not going to go out of its way to go hunt and kill a hyena, right? Yeah, are we are we arguing, like, are humans considered apex predators, like, by the... Like, would you consider one? I'm going more opinionated here. Opinionated, not, like, if I search up our humans apex predators... It gives me an answer. Like we're no, based off no I want it more opinionated. Okay. I really don't think like, we are. Not the scientific response because I just Googled it. <laughs> well, for the record, I guess, let's go with what Google says. What does Google say? So like are humans an apex predator? Humans are not considered apex predators because their diets are typically diverse, although human trophic levels increase with consumption of meat. Oh, <laughs> that was me slamming the table down to victory. I win. But then here's this that says humans are apex predators. Well, Google said the other way around, so. Are humans considered apex predators? Yes, we are. Okay. So I think it is kind of debated then. What's, so you're on the side that they are. I'm on or the that side that, that it would be considered humans are apex predators. And before we go go in and argue this, let's get the definition of an apex predator, Right. Right. You already say the meaning, but let's give... So, Apex Predator... Okay. Does this... I don't think a human would be considered this. An animal atop the food chain, praying but not prey. I mean, I would say... So, atop the food chain, praying but not prey. So, are humans prey? I don't think any animal naturally hunts us, no. Exactly. There you go. However, (laughs) Apex Predators... Okay, so here's my thing. You put a human up against, like a normal, raw, naked human mm-hmm. by themselves, no weapon, 
Yeah. Throw him up against a bear. Except Paul. Throw him up against a bear. Paul can take it. A polar bear? Paul's got that. I think he's got it. I think realistically, <laughs> you throw a normal no, rain. No, and here's here's a... Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Actually. I'm just saying there is a lot of conditions that need to be met in order for the human to be the top of the food chain. Whereas all these other animals that actually are apex predators, they got what they... They got what they got when they came out the, the fucking womb. You know? Exactly. And I think that's the important distinction of makes humans like the top of the food chain. You know, the, the apex predator is we all started at the same place. Think about humans just starting out butt naked in the woods. Right. Yep. And now look at humans now. So same starting points, but we developed so much more to where we created the equipment to be able to hunt a bear and See, kill a bear. And I still think that it's because we need that extra help that I don't think. Whoa, 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 whoa. How is it extra help when it's man-made? Are we going to give the spear? Man-made. Are we going to give the spear? It's man-made. Is there, is the bear man-made. Gonna get a spear? Man-made. What does that That's mean? That's the thing. It's man-made. Man made it. It is in the man's inventory, the man's arsenal tool belt. So is the bear going to get prep time too? Like- the bear's had thousands of years of prep time. It hasn't created civilization and weapons. Uh, so I'll give you that. Humans have better intellect. But without prep time, and again, but without that's, so that's many different conditions some, to be met. That's like saying an alligator without teeth? Nope. That's like... Humans are born... Well, humans actually aren't born with teeth. But, well, they do. But, I don't know. They are born with teeth, but they're not there. I don't know what that is. But I don't know. I'm not a biologist. But... Or physiologist. What is that? Anatomy? Anatom adult? Adam adultologist? Just say biologist. That's the same Human answer. scientist. I'm not one of those. Um... But I think if you're going to give all of these trinkets and all these buffs to humans, like, okay, well, the bear is also going to get a spear. Okay, you're going to take three humans against the bear. Okay, cool. The bear gets to have two bears, too. And then it's like, oh, that's not, oh, it's not fair anymore now, all of a sudden. Like, what the fuck? Like, I think it should be whatever you got when you came out the womb versus whatever they got when they came out the womb. And I think if you can't hold your own. A, A human versus a bear. Yep. Right. Unless you're fucking Beowulf, you're not. I don't know if you're going to win that one. <laughs> but I think saying to the death, are humans apex predators? Yes. When you say that, I think you have to look at humans across the entire spectrum. I'm talking like peak civilization, humans. peak humans. I'm talking. We're like, even talking about that. I'm talking humans that were bred. Like you know, these are, <laughs> you know, these are like the Spartan. Soldiers. These are the survivors. These are yeah. You know, like you like. What's the saying? Like strong men create good times. Yeah, these are those those strong men. These are the Spartans. These are the Vikings. These are people. I'm not talking about people from today. People today are weak as shit compared to Spartans. To compared to anybody before Master Chief. internet, pretty much. Yeah, Master Chief. Master Chief, on the other hand, he'd fuck up a bear. <laughs> but to be fair, he was genetically altered. Well, I so think, that's not fair. I think the whole thing is you. What makes humans different from any other living being on Earth is the intellect. Is the ability to, like, the weapon arsenal, the building civilizations and structures and everything. Mm-hmm. So when you say humans are the apex predators, yep, I would say yes, they're apex predators. You put a human, just a raw human, against a bear. It doesn't have to be a bear. Put him up against a tiger or a bull. Exactly. Or an ox you do or that, and yeah, the human dies, loses but, every time. But you're taking a grain of salt from a whole bowl of just human evolution human civilization whoa, 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 whoa. no no i'm taking humans <laughs> at their base form yeah 
at the base fair. form. That's at fair. the base. But saying human are humans apex predators. Here's the thing. I don't believe so. No. Here's the thing. There are so many creatures and animals that have existed and are now extinct because they were they had too they they had too many predators and now they're gone. Humans don't have a predator above them. They are at the top of their food chain. And I think that's that's the distinction is they're at the top of their food chain. They're not being hunted by anything. Yeah, something can kill them. I'm sure if a lion slips up, an elephant can kill it. Well, yeah. And it's it's uh But an elephant I think is also an apex predator. I don't think anything hunts elephants. Does it? Look that up. I think tigers might actually hunt them. But I think humans got lucky. I think our brains and our thumbs, because I think we take thumbs for granted, like try firing a weapon or like holding a spear and doing all that shit without a thumb. It's pretty hard. I think humans got lucky. But ultimately, there are, my bottom line, there are too many, too many checkboxes that need to be checked for humans to even come close to edging out animals. Even just around, even the majority of animals. I mean, fuck, even a dog, just a normal house dog could, yeah. could fuck you up. But taking away a human's intellect and ability to use tools is really crippling them. Exactly. And that's the whole, that's that's what makes humans so different. Otherwise we're And you can do that to an animal. Otherwise we're we're you could chimpanzees. Do, you could do that to an animal. But here's the thing, chimpanzees have a shit ton of strength. We don't come close to a strength. A chimpanzee would rip your arm off. No problem. The chimp could let you pull on its arm and you probably maybe pull it out of its socket. But the chimp would literally effortlessly pull your arm out. Like entirely and just beat you to death with it. If any other animal had our intellect, we'd be fucked. There would be no way we would beat them. Because, in my opinion... I've seen Planet of the Apes, yeah. What happened to humans? (laughs) To be fair, humans kind of wiped each other out, but, like... Well, that was a disease, but man-made disease. But, I don't know. Like I said, there's just too many... Too many boxes need to be checked. I think our argument of this just comes down to the definition of what an apex predator is. Well, I mean, so you said hunting, right? Or our personal definition of it. Like, or what we're defining it as. When you say, like, apex predator needs to have, needs to be a predator, not a prey, mm-hmm. right? Not hunted at all. I feel like humans are not hunted at all. They're mm-hmm. not being actively hunted. No, unless the human is doing something stupid. Like, if you get close to a bear cub, then yeah, you're going to get hunted. But Exactly. So I think. Naturally, though, no, I guess not. And humans have survived this long without having anything above them they've evolved this much so going back to hunting even with hunting they got to be hidden and even then when you th- when you're talking about hunting are you talking about like deer because don't get me wrong deers will deers will fuck you up too just hunting in general like we we have the ability to kill say, any animal i want to want re- re- i want to go back to that i meant to say deer not deers <laughs> so real quick strike that from the record but um even a deer will mess you up so when it comes to hunting, even you, a small boar is capable of murdering the hell out of you. So it's like, you not only have to be using a pretty powerful weapon, but then you also have to be hidden, and there's all this prep time that needs to be taken. I'm not trying to discredit anything a hunter does. Don't get me wrong, hunting's not easy. Hence why it's, you know, it's a craft that you have to perfect. Hunting is not easy at all. I'm not trying to discredit that at all. But I'm just saying, like, try doing that with, like, a spear... And rush up to the animal and do it. But it's also, 
like rush up to the bear and try to kill it one on one with the spear. Like that's, I don't know if that'll. It's go also humans have the intellect. Take away the tools, take away the evolution of it. Right, mm-hmm. humans have a significant level of intelligence above any animal. That's what makes them. Yeah, and I, hate I, I keep thinking the Homelander. But I'm better than you. I am better. <laughs> I'm smarter. I am better. I just hate that that's the only edge we have over animals. I mean, but it, in the instance of if we were face to face with a tiger in the jungle, mm-hmm. right? You have the intelligent ability to come up with the strategy. Might not be very good. Might not be great. But you can be like, okay, let me do this. The tiger sees you and is like, I'm going to kill you. And they don't have much of a yeah, maybe a little bit. Like you see that in animals, like. When you say, oh, this dog's so smart just because they did something a certain way. But we have – that's a fraction of what humans have. Right. Like you say, oh, let me – like uh, – <laughs> It makes me, me want to go off on a tangent. Go, I want you to finish what you were saying. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it, I hate how, how, like, how dumb animals are sometimes. Like, does it ever piss you off how stupid sometimes animals – like the choices they make? Yeah. Like seeing my cat the other day. Trying to like jump up on someone, I'm like you're not a, gonna make that. I've been seeing a lot more cat videos on Instagram, like, especially cats, dude. They're like, oh, those are smart creatures. I'm like, where? Which one? I, uh, Mine's not. Mine's I, a, I saw a video earlier today idiot. where there was a cat and then there was a chair, and on the chair was like a, a plastic hanger, like hanging off, mm-hmm. and the cat was like slowly like winding up its paw and then smacked it, and it came up and hit it, jumped up in the air, and. Yeah. See, it's stuff like that. It's like, I get that humans are more intelligent, but sometimes I just have to look at it and I'll go, damn, you're stupid, dude. Like, And that's that's proven my point. No. Animals are dumb. Humans are smart. That's humans it. are smart. That's the extent of it. We have the ability to, quote unquote, battle plan, come up with a strategy, and oh, you know, make, make intelligent decisions. Right. Yeah. Whereas most animals see you and just, you know, beeline it. Like, oh, let me kill this bitch. I feel like humans, oh, this is going to sound weird because there's no other way it happened, but like, I feel like humans made themselves apex predators, but natural humans are not apex predators. Like, sure, given enough time, we could. I mean, what's the saying? Like, you can give a chimpanzee a typewriter and eventually they'll write Shakespeare. <laughs> eventually it will happen. But it's like, all it would have taken is one predator back when we were, like, caveman era, and we would have been fucked. Would have been screwed if anything was like, damn. I well, like even then, caveman era, they still hunted. Yeah, but yeah, but with very simple tools. Exactly, but you also needed like a group and traps. That's same with like wolves, pack animals. Yeah, but wolves don't. eh, I'll give you that much. (laughs) But wolves also don't use weapons. They they have their teeth as freaking weapons. They have have teeth too, Ethan. Not like a wolf. We have to make up for. We have to make up in a lot of That's categories. what I'm saying. We have intelligence, but that's it. Every other animal, for the most part, beats us and beats us by a That's it, huh? That's it. We have intelligence, and that's it. That's intelligence it. can go a long way, like Gavin. It's str- like it's strength, durability. We break easy. You know how easy it is to break your collarbone? It takes, like, what, like 10 pounds of pressure to break your collarbone? I've been in bed. Still awake. Um. No, yeah, and with... I don't know. I think you and I are pretty firm in our positions. Um, I don't see us convincing the other one, but I'm curious to what other people think. I just think that, like, going back to this point for, I think, a third or fourth time, I just think if so many things need to be met for you to be considered an apex predator, are you really an apex predator? 
It's like, oh, you won the race. Well, the second place was handicapped, and the third place didn't show up. So it's like, did you really win the race? It's like, you won, technically, sure. But it's like, did you really win the race? Like, were you first place? No, we won. Uh, Native Americans used to kill buffalo by tricking the entire herd to run off cliffs. I saw that. That's smart. That's something that humans naturally have. I'm not trying to take away from hunting (laughs) and, like, the crazy shit humans have thought of. Like, I don't want to take away from that at all. But I'm just saying, like, animals don't have to do that. And we're going to do that. They also can't do that. That's the thing. They don't need to. Be- Humans can naturally do it because we need to. That's what makes because us. Because we have that- to. Okay. We- Wolves, don't Wolves don't have to have sharp teeth. Yeah, they do. They don't have to. Well, they have claws to make up for it. Exactly. There you go. So well, we have nothing else thing- to make oh up for gosh. it. Oh, my gosh. Like, we're, even we're- the muzzled tiger that I fought, like. <laughs> that thing should have killed you. It's <laughs> you say like, it like you swipe. fought it. Like the, tiger I fought. like the swipe, like, sure, oh, it couldn't use its... This is someone's first episode, and they just heard you say that muzzled tiger I fought. <laughs> like, sure, the thousand or whatever the bite force it has, the one that'll tear you limb from limb easily with... Okay, cool, but the paw that strikes with about the strength of five dudes, like, that's going to have something to say. But how come humans can kill tigers? How? With a gun? There you go. Who invented guns? Humans? Exactly. Oh, yeah, sure. Like I said, given enough time. Exactly. Given enough time, egg. a chimp will write Shakespeare. Egg. 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 Exactly. Nope. No, exactly, dude. That's that's what I've that been saying. That furthermore proves my point that humans needed too much time. They needed all of this stuff to be met before we could find it. And at that point, it's like, okay, well, are you really an apex predator? I, uh, I think you're just... I think hunters are close to apex predators, but as a standard person... Let's, you know. uh, let's bring in... Let's bring in a, a second opinion. And who are you calling? And I think let's see if they answer. But who are you calling? With with humans, it's Are you calling Apex are you, are you calling Coyote Peterson? I'm calling the Apex Predator. The Apex Predator? I am an Apex Predator. <laughs> hey Paul, you're live on the air on the White Noise podcast and uh Right now, me and Gavin are in a in a discussion of are humans really an apex predator? Gavin believes no. I believe yes. Humans are apex predators. What do you think? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Let me tell you right now. What's outside my door? I'm going to sleep peacefully tonight. I'm going to go get my food peacefully tonight. Nothing's going to eat me. Nothing's going to kill me. Just another human because they're apex predators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on the stance of we're not apex predators. Okay, well, we're the number one species on this planet. Correct. After <laughs> well, a certain amount of time, but we all had the same starting point, and that was my. No, we didn't. Earlier. No, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't have the same starting point. Who's gonna beat me? Who's gonna beat you? Yeah. I, know, I, yeah. Think, I think a hippo. What are you scared of, Gavin? You. I think a hippo could take you. I'll beat the shit out of a hippo. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Paul. I think a hippo would fuck you up. Did you know that, actually, it's funny you say this, um, in Florida, they were going to get a hippo zoo, and they were going to start harvesting hippos and make hippo beef. I did but it not didn't know that. Go through. <laughs> what? Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Hippos aren't saying, like, let's go get some humans and make a human farm and <laughs> get some human meat. You know what I mean? Oh, well, one of my points is that, yes, humans have higher intelligence, but that's all we have. We do. Over animals. That's all we have. I also have a gun. And that goes that intelligence. Thing hits hard. That goes in with, and even then, 
a lot of animals aren't going to give a shit that you have a gun. Like, you shoot a human, like, once or twice, the human's fucked, dead. Go shoot a polar bear, like, once or twice. Polar bear's not going to care. Polar bear will simply just not care. He won't care because he'll have two bullets in his brain. If you can land it. And even then, <laughs> even if you land the headshots, is that going to be enough to kill the bear? Uh, you know, Paul, I didn't yeah. want to... I just wanted to get your opinion. I don't want to bring you on to um, outnumber Gavin. Yeah, I just fine. wanted to get your opinion. I, I knew you'd be on this side because every time we do Gavin versus Wild, you're like, just give me a pair of boots and a Bowie knife, and uh, that's all you need. See, but you need. I like how you said boots first. That's true. To make it easier, I think Paul could do it with his bare hands easily. Against a hippo? Against a bear. A bear? Polar bear. bear. Polar bear? Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> yeah, you can use it. Hi, Mrs. Paul. <laughs> Mrs. Paul. Mrs. Paul? <laughs> I don't know her name. She says, hi, baby. I don't know who I'm talking to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's Gavin. But on the air. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Yo, she said I'm back. That's Paul's mom, by the way. <laughs> I think they put that together. Shout out, Paul's mom. Paul, remember when we said, hey, you want to be on tonight? And you're like, I have to go to bed in six minutes. You lied to us? Yeah, I had to put a facial mask on, though, first. <laughs> Can uh, lions and bears man. put on facial good. masks, Gavin? Don't I don't think to. so. They don't get acne. They don't have to. They don't get acne, huh? Nope. Do bears it's because get acne. they're too damn worried about getting killed. I, I don't have to worry about that, so I can worry about other things. A lion and a bear? They don't have to worry about getting killed. Come on, what? 100%. They're worried about freaking eating and getting fat for the winter. Yeah, but can you run 60 problem. miles per hour? A lion can. I don't have to. <clears throat> can they with two bullets in their, in their, in their paws? Again, I don't, know if, I don't know if the, the animal would care. It about is them. possible for any animal to get acne. Boom. What? Let me see that. Dr. Piper says, although we see it most commonly in cats and dogs, there isn't a particular breed or sex that is predisposed. So, yeah, it happens at least in cats and dogs. Dr. Piper is wrong. Okay. Because I say so. All right. Sounds good. Paul, uh, we appreciate you for joining us. Um, well, uh, we hope to have you on soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm putting the face mask on to look good for a camera when we do uh, old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of old-fashioned... What about it? What about it, Gavin? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? doesn't it? exist. Where oh, here's, here's an argument you can settle, right? Okay. Jacob made a comment that old-fashioned didn't exist. Like, he, he said that. I was like, oh, it exists. Like, we have a video out for it. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, it doesn't exist. Until you post your first episode, it doesn't exist. And then my sister was like, yeah, I have to agree with him. I was like, okay. But if a movie is coming out it's not out yet but you still put out a trailer does the movie not exist boom well, you lawyer watch it. you're wrong the, but mm. black panther 2 it's not out yet does it exist well yeah because it's out for several for different people it's just okay. not out for us it's out for me old-fashioned is out for me old-fashioned's out for paul yeah but that's open to like an actual select audience interesting of more than remember when people. the remember when the snyder cut was a was a rumor snyder cut did the snyder cut exist no it existed it existed it existed, but it wasn't relevant. There you go. It existed. So old-fashioned mm-hmm. exists. It's just remember, not uh, relevant. We <laughs> <laughs> win, you lose. What was that? Nothing. All right, cool. Paul, thank you for joining us. You want to say anything to the people before you leave? Um, love you guys. Watch old-fashioned. All right. Yep. You heard it here. Go down in the, the link in the description to go to watch the old fashioned. Oh, exquisite. There you go. Happy that the phone call worked. Cool. Yeah, okay. it's great. <laughs> All 
All right, Paul, we'll see you later. You would know that it worked if you watched the last episode, Paul. I'm going to bed. Yeah, that's why. Bye, Paul. Uh, I don't know if you know, but that that was Paul, guys. I don't know if you've ever heard from him or anything. Anyways, let us know down in the comments below. What what do you think? Are humans apex predators or not? Let us know what you think. Give us your reasoning behind it. What is the the line that's just oh, this is the reason why we are or why we aren't. And um, speaking of humans versus animals, let's let's get into a little Gavin versus Wild. It's been two weeks since we had our last one. And Ethan, how did I do against that polar bear? La- you had the flamethrower, and you won 68% to 32%. And I figured this would happen just because, to break it down as simple as you can, you think polar bear, you think cold, ice, like ice bear. And yeah, then and that is what Gavin, that with a flamethrower, fire, fire beats ice type thing. I think that's what the general audience would go for. I know it's a flamethrower, but yep. okay. Fire yeah, does beat yeah. ice, ice. Ethan no longer. Fire also doesn't instantly kill. Yeah, <laughs> fire beats ice just like steel, rock, and fighting does. Oh. Pokemon meat. Uh, I don't. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Anyway, continue. I don't, I don't pay attention to Pokemon. Yep, so uh, the two weeks ago, Gavin came out triumphantly. Victorious. Uh, against oh. the polar bear. So this week. Nothing stood a chance. This week we are going to do. What are we going to do, Gavin? Uh, I kind of want to do another sea creature, but it's so weird because humans aren't sea creatures. Mm. Let's do a giant squid. Just straight up giant squid. Let's do squid. the kraken. Do octopus. Well, didn't you say a couple weeks ago you wanted to do fantasy animals? I would love to do fantasy animals. I just don't know how that would work. Spin the wheel. Okay. Fantasy animal wheel. Gavin versus a unicorn. But what I want is a weapon. Uh, A horn? No. I could want a minigun. <laughs> a rocket launcher? I'll take a rocket launcher if you were I know you'd take a rocket launcher. That'd be great. All right, spinning the wheel. Kaboom. And we got a... Yeah. Leprechaun. That's a mythical creature? Yeah, I'm going to well, respin it, though. I would say more like animal. I'll fuck up a leprechaun. <laughs> You'll fuck up a leprechaun. They're like, what, three feet tall? They're small, aren't they? All right, we got a griffin. <laughs> Gavin versus a griffin. Ooh, okay, uh, that might be a little troublesome. <laughs> griffin. So for those that don't know what a griffin is, a griffin is a legendary creature with the body, tail, and back legs of a lion, the head and wings of an eagle, and sometimes an eagle's talons as its front feet. And then it has wings. I think I will take the minigun. I have an AR-15. How about that? <laughs> an AR-15. No, I don't think that's... This is the body of a lion we're talking about. You know how big <laughs> those things are? Yeah. What? How about I give you a jetpack? That's it. Jetpack and a Bowie knife. I, yeah, let's do it. You think jetpack that's fair? And a Bowie knife. <laughs> jetpack and a Bowie knife. I'll do that fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, explain your process of how you would kill this griffin with a jetpack and a Bowie knife. How much fuel do I have in this jetpack? Like, how long can I stay airborne for? I'd say... You have an hour total of fuel. And then how long do you think griffins can fly before getting tired? Like, what if I just... I think they can fly for pretty long. Okay. Honestly, I would try to see if I can get behind it and, like, land on it and then just stab it in the back of the head as many times as I could. And if you can get there, yeah. Otherwise, oof, this would be rough. You can put up a fight. This would be bloody-ass fight. And I don't know if I'd want to be in the air. I think I'd have to take the air as a last-ditch effort because it's probably going to be a lot more comfortable in the air than I will. <laughs> 
Yeah, naturally. So like, oh, dude, what if I like flew above it? It starts to go up into the air and then I fly completely around it into the ground sliding and then I just bring the Bowie knife up and then just slit the stomach open. Like entirely. Yeah, so you, can, you just have to get under it. Yep. And I, th- I, I mean, if it's an eagle and a lion, that means they pounce, right? So I just wait. And it's going to do that on its own. You make you, know, you make a really good point, dude. So it's like easy. Honestly, you look at it on paper, Gavin with a Bowie knife, a jetpack versus a Griffin. You're like, damn, Gavin's going to die. But then you gave a, a pretty compelling we use, argument. Exactly. Then we use our brain. And that, look at that. Full circle, Gavin. Humans are apex predators. Yep. When you have a jetpack and a Bowie <laughs> knife and the brain. And the brain. But we then, use our brain. Then, yes, you, you can win. Um. All right, that's Gavin versus Wild. Be sure to vote on our Instagram at OEF White Noise, and in the comments down below, all uh, all votes are gathered and tallied together. Yes, indeed, <laughs> and uh, indeed they are. And yeah, so Gavin versus Wild, we do it every week or every week that we feel like it. We didn't do it last week. Why didn't we do it last week? Because we were on the phone. That's why. Anyways, this week. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, Gavin versus Wild. Gavin versus a Griffin. Gavin, jetpack, Bowie knife, Griffin, raw. Griffin, Griffin, Griff, and Gavin with jetpack and Bowie. versus and Bowie knife versus Griffin. Yes, <laughs> the Griffin. His name is Griff. From now on, if I beat it, though, from now on, I get a Griffin. You just get a Griffin yep. companion mm-hmm. for everything you do. Okay, mm-hmm. then we'll really have to buff up your opponents. Or I guess you're going fantasy realm, right? This I'll do is, it. This is your fantasy. This is my art. entrance to the. This is the. This is the art. You're like you've conquered the real world. You've conquered these normal animals. You were the apex predator of Earth. <laughs> this could be a fucking show or something like that. We just make it in. It's just every every episode. It's me going up against some random animal. And it's, yeah, it's a buff, and then it's a nerf. We should then... we should hire an animator to animate. Kind of like a what is it? The ah the the good one. The what's yep. the 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 uh stroke stroke <laughs> the first the deadliest the, dead, the deadliest warrior no not the deadliest war the, the fuck are you talking death about death battle there death you go battle. what the fuck <laughs> you can like animate it like like death battles that'd be crazy as hell if we could do that uh we're, yeah we're hiring an- animators for oh yeah if it just we will pay you we pay you in zero dollars pay you in a free date with paul but it'll look good on a college application that's true It'll just be strictly intern credit. Exactly. You could say you worked for One-Eyed Fit Studios. Yeah, that'll that'll go a long way. Trust us. Trust the process. Wow. Um, so that's that. Listen, appreciate you for joining us. Gavin, space. Space. Uh, we're going to combine this with the Gavi Factuality for today. <laughs> I actually didn't have any space, so we're going to have to... You just... didn't have any space? I Are forgot. you kidding me? What happened yesterday, Gavin? What happened yesterday? I saw a couple shooting stars. The blood moon, the lunar eclipse. There wasn't a lunar eclipse yesterday. There was something yesterday about a lunar. <gasps> Did I miss it? No fucking way. Yeah, November eighth. That was yesterday. No, I missed it. <laughs> you missed. I specifically was waiting for that. Oh, well, I think it was because we weren't going to get like the actual blood moon. We were just going to get like partial. Mm. Okay. But anyway, speaking of Barbie, going back to the beginning of the episode, <laughs> the Barbie's doll's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts from Willows, Wisconsin. Her birthday is March 9th, 1959, where she was first displayed at the New York Toy Fair. She's old. Still looks good, though. 
she she does. Being a toy, plastic toy, it does to you. <laughs> Damn. Barbara. I didn't even put that together. Wow, that makes so what Barbie. Bar Barbie comes from Barbara, guys. Did you guys know did you know that? Did you know that, Gavin? I did not. I didn't know that either, but it makes sense now. I think. Uh so fun d- space with Gavin. Lunar eclipses only occur when there is a full moon present. When the moon is opposite the sun with the earth and between casting its shadow on the moon, a lunar eclipse occurs. We do not have a lunar eclipse at the full at of the full moon of each month because the moon's orbit is tilted 5 degrees more than the earth's orbit. So if you uh, got a got yourself a little waning crescent or something like that, no go. Only when full moon. This is by treehugger.com. We should, I have no idea if that's true or we not. We should create a whole series of you just Neil deGrasse Tysoning it. I think he might know a little bit more than I do. Just yeah, a little. But it'd be funny with you. True. I'll just <laughs> That would be pretty funny. I'll read his tweets. <laughs> I'll try to do the best I can to impersonate him. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't have his deep macho voice, so it wouldn't work. That's okay. I think you just be yourself. True. There's nothing. Hey, nothing better than being yourself. Yeah. Unless you're not Neil. Unless you're not Tyson. that great. Unless you're not Tyson. Unless you're like Wild Bill. Unless you're like Wild. Yeah. In that case, <laughs> it'd be great if you weren't you know, like yourself at that point. Go on. Anyway, um, Ethan, where can they find us at? I'm confused. I'm hearing this podcast, but I don't know where to find it at. Good thing you can go to. You can go to our YouTube at One Eyed Fits. That's where we're at on YouTube. And uh, follow our social medias, which is just Instagram at the moment. And we do have a TikTok for the old-fashioned to prove that it exists. Tell you what. Tell you what. Here's my promise to all three of our audience members right now. (laughs) When we go camera, I will make TikTok pages. I'll make a TikTok page for this account. And I will do popular TikTok trends in order to boost our page. I will hold you against that. I will totally do that. Hold you to that. Because I've been seeing all sorts of TikTok trends. I'm like, how would I put this into one-eyed fits terms? Hmm, It's just like memes you could make that we've done from the podcast or whatever. Anyway, uh, in order for this to be met, we got to do full camera. And can we get at least two more subs? (laughs) At least two more. I know. We told you guys we'd do it if we get to 100, but no. Okay. We just need at least, can somebody at least make (laughs) two more accounts? Wave God. Make two more accounts. Please. Shout out Wave God. Shout out Wave God. Um All right, cool. So and on Instagram we are at oh oh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> on Instagram we are at OEF White Noise, OEF Studios, and at the old fashioned pod. So be sure to follow us there. Uh leave a comment on our YouTube for a chance that it might get read on the next episode. Last week on our last episode that we did through the phone, where I called Gavin Gav me through the phone. Great nickname. Yep. Um, we didn't have any comments last week, so you guys are Ooh. the worst. How many views? How many views do we have? Three, right. two, two, at least one. Hopefully, hopefully at least one. Hopefully, hopefully. I don't even don't even say it out loud. I don't want to say it out loud either. <laughs> for you, for those, okay, let's get real for a second. For those of you that are listening, all two of you, all however many of you, we appreciate it, Joe. We do it for you, not Joe. Joe's banned from the show true shadow band <laughs> because that way he still gives us a view but he doesn't know that he's banned exactly um no we appreciate you guys for joining we are working on a ton behind the scenes it's just we also are preoccupied with the stuff that actually makes us money so true um we're doing the best we can stuff is pretty po- important 
Just a little. But uh, we have a lot going on behind the scenes, and just stick it out a little bit longer, and I think you will be thoroughly surprised of the outcome. And, yeah, we appreciate you. With that being said, Gavin, song of the week. What you got for us? Song of the week. Uh, coming at you with some more Ghost. We have Witch Image by Ghost. Witch Image by Ghost. What year did that come out? 2018. 2018. So go go to check that out. Go to our Instagram at OEF White Noise to vote for Gavin versus Wild. It's a good one. The first fantasy animal. Let's see if Gavin becomes victorious. Or if, if not, gets, then we got to go back through training on yeah, more earth to, animals. Exactly. So you have to go down to like insects or something. Yeah, we got. I want to fight an avian. So that's why. I, <laughs> that's why when you said griffin, I'm like, okay. Like, how would I fight an eagle or some shit like that? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Pterodactyl. Does this count extinct animals? Does that count? We can do no. That. Like That'd be pretty hard. Woolly mammoth. Yeah, because at that point we go into Herculean tasks. Why are they extinct though? Exactly. Did an asteroid wipe them all out? Nah, humans killed them all. I think humans came around a lot later. Nah, they killed them. like millions of years nah, ago. they killed them. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, we really appreciate you for joining us once again. And we will see you next week, Gavin. Close us out. Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, I, I think I'm going to go. <laughs> Turn it up. That didn't happen. Uh, we're going to do that one more time. Okay? Everybody stay with me now. We're leaving now. Ethan, shut your fucking mouth over there, Ethan. And I think I'm going to leave. Hi. <laughs>